Consumer Consumers to the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast. I'm comedian Tracy DeGraff. And I'm Catherine, co-host. And my bestie. Yeah. Bestie two. Yeah. Bestie one, bestie two. <laughs> thing one, thing two. <laughs> Whatever. We are giggling because right before we started to record, we both had like a an attack, like a giggle attack, and we couldn't stop. So <laughs> we're really trying to not giggle. Mm-hmm. Just saying. Mm-hmm. Putting it out there. And we prayed and everything. We did. Yeah. We had the giggles after we prayed. We did. So maybe we're supposed to giggle. I, <laughs> it's from the Lord. Yeah. Well, today's podcast has three main points that we are going to cover. We're, we're trying to do this now with every podcast is give you like the three what's in it for you. One, we're going to cover what is a Karen. Mm-hmm. Two, we're going to cover how to handle a Karen. Oh, boy. And okay. three... How not to be a Karen. Mm-hmm. By the way, for all of the Karens out there who are actual Karens. Yeah, named Not Karen. nice. I'm sorry. Oh. It's not nice to take a name. I don't know who thought of it to say, let's call all the mean people Karens. <laughs> what if your name was Karen? I have a cousin whose name is Karen. Perfectly fine, nice, normal person. Mm-hmm. And my Karen is not a Karen. Yeah, I know. I know a lot of beautiful Karens, inside and out. Yeah, so shout out to all the Karens. Yeah. I'm sorry. Name's been hijacked. Mm-hmm. Okay. And oh, and we're sponsored by Evan and Pooh. Yeah, not Karens. Not Karens. No. <laughs> yeah, if you're just joining us um, for the first time and you haven't listened to our podcast in the past, our husbands are currently our sponsors because they allow us to... Um, I don't, I don't want to say the word allow. Catherine's looking at me like, they don't allow us to do anything. <laughs> we do it because we do it. Well, I'm also thinking how you you say currently as if they're pretty soon. They're not going to be, you know, <laughs> they're just not going to be. Well, <laughs> but that's not what we mean. But. No, there are, there are sole sponsors right now, but we down the road are hopeful that some of you will sponsor us and maybe even some businesses that want to advertise their products because mm. muffin and poo don't have any products that right. we know of no but they will always be our main sponsors that's true so, so they make this podcast possible mm. that's a good way to put yes. it yes they make it brought possible. to you by yeah, brought to you by muffin, muffin and poo, poo. jinx <laughs> okay today we're talking about karen's and what is a karen and how to handle Karens, and how not to be a Karen. So that's really going to be our focus. And the first thing we're going to do is just define what is a Karen. Mm -hmm. We have this definition from Wikipedia, and it says, we like the first line of the definition. You can look it up for yourself if you want to, and just, Hmm. you know, put in Wikipedia, what is a Karen? The first sentence says, quote, Karen is a pejorative term for a woman seeming to be entitled or demanding beyond the scope of what is normal. Mm -hmm. So she wants what she wants when she wants it. it. (laughs) Yes. And you can, you can, that, that pejorative or that meme, or I guess that assignment to the beautiful name of Karen, um, has many meanings now across our country and, across the world Catherine had pointed out earlier to me when we were talking about coming on and recording 
that she read some things even in Great Britain about Karen. So this Karen thing is all over. Mm-hmm. And I guess it started years ago. And some say it's hard to pinpoint the exact um, source of the origin of Karen of Karens as a pejorative. Um, but Dane Cook was mentioned as a comedian who made fun of middle-aged white women who, you know, had their opinions about stuff and their voices are going to be heard or whatever. Mm-hmm. So regardless of those other definitions, for our purposes in this podcast, the Life Happens Laugh Anyway podcast, we're going to be, what are you laughing about? It's so funny. So sorry. It's just a, I'm stuck on the word pejorative. Oh, so, boy. <laughs> Do we have to define that? Are you thinking? For the listeners. Oh. <laughs> For those other people. Yeah. Okay. Pejorative. <laughs> Boy. <laughs> I, I just look at it as a negative. It's not a positive. That's for sure. Mm-hmm. It's a negative description. Yeah. It's like a, like a bad name. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I didn't need the dictionary to get that because of the context but if you're wondering what pejorative means it means expressing contempt or disapproval how's that thank you mm-hmm. you're welcome mm-hmm. <laughs> you okay now i'm i'm okay can we continue we can <laughs> i'm so sorry <laughs> that's okay she was sitting here across from me about ready to bust and i'm like oh my gosh what's happening I have the giggles. I don't. That's okay. I don't know why. That's okay. I wish it would stop. <laughs> don't, don't, don't worry about it. All right. So we've defined what is a Karen. You know, um, and you know what I said to, to Catherine um, earlier? I said, we used to have Karens, you know, back in the 70s and the 80s when I was mm-hmm. growing up. Mm-hmm. But we called them the B word. That's yeah, what a Karen right. was. Yeah. Well, I think a Karen is just a new name for that, in my opinion. Right. Well, and I think that the, um, like, social media and so forth, or even just media in general, is trying to put an actual face and picture on this word person. Yeah. So name her and give her a look. Oh, yeah, because they talk about the Karen haircut. Exactly. And... The color of her skin. Yeah, like Karens are white. They're white. And and they're class, middle, they're class. middle, uh, middle, middle class, mm-hmm. white, um, Bobby, shortcut, whatever. Like, what was the girl's name that had a bunch of kids? Kate uh, Goslin. Goslin. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. They say she's a Karen. Or the look of a Karen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know her. I don't either. I never got into that. I just saw her name on the tabloids, you yeah, know, at yeah, the checkout. Yeah. Right. Well, I think you're probably right because everything is taken to the nth degree. It was so much easier back in the 70s and 80s when we did not have a constant memes coming at us and Mm -hmm. things going viral. Mm -hmm. And you you didn't have to think about stuff all the time. Yeah. You said live. Right. Exactly. Live and let live. Mm -hmm. I think that was the song. And this Karen thing has become like it just went viral. Um, I think after 2018, there was an incident, oh, and then it became right. even um, more of a virus, I guess you could say, recently with the pandemic. It just exploded. Okay, so in 2018, was that the case where the white woman was walking her mm-hmm. dog in the park? I think so. And there was a racial exchange, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. so then she was considered a Karen mm-hmm. because she was being unreasonable. Right. And then during the pandemic... 
Some people were referring to Karens as, as women. Why always women? Well, Karen can't be a man. <laughs> okay. Oh, 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 actually, actually, it's Ken. I just I just discovered that today so, when we were doing our research. So it's either so, a Karen or a Ken. Yeah, but that hasn't taken off as much as uh, Karen the Karen. Has. But really, let's face it, I think it's more women that take on that persona of the, you know, I want to see the manager. Yeah, yeah. It's really how they sum it up. How they sum up a Karen is somebody who demands to see the manager and her rights be to her and her demands and as you're describing it it sounds to me like a person who's out of emotional control like mm-hmm. their emotions are now controlling them instead of them being in control of their emotions yeah and kens aren't like that not not right? typically no not typically no. right typically they're little... they like to bargain men do they're mm-hmm. the bargainers more but they're not necessarily emotionally yeah in know, a customer service kind of way control all right, so hopefully that helps to define what a Karen is. Mm-hmm. And just from our our little world here, we're not we're not trying to take on, you know, like the racial divide and no, all of that. But we didn't even know that until we, today. I know we didn't. We had no idea yeah. that this Karen thing had any roots in racial concepts. Yeah, right. We thought it was just the B word, but yeah. now it's Karen. So we're gonna roll with it that way because mm-hmm. we're not we're not gonna solve the race problems. Uh, no. All right. So Karen, uh, Karen, I just <laughs> called. <laughs> Did you just call me? I Karen? just called you Karen. I meant to say Catherine. All right, Casey. Okay. <laughs> oh, by the way, if you haven't listened to our episode, is it episode three, the hormone episode? It is. Yeah, but that. And by the way, too, that's not why I called you Casey. It just rhymes with Tracy, but it starts with. Oh, well, we we recorded an episode about hormones and we have a little blurb in that episode of our friend Casey, mm-hmm. who's a young, um, soon to be new mom and her hormones have taken over her emotions. And she was a Karen at the drive through and she was talking about it and she was weeping. Yeah, well, she described herself as not wanting to be a Karen. Right. Yeah. She said, I was kind of being a Karen, but I wanted my latte. Mm -hmm. (laughs) So if you go back and listen to episode three, you can listen to Casey talking about that. Well, all right. So let's move on to our second point, which is how to handle a Karen. Mm, Tricky. It's very tricky. It's an art form. Like trying to hug a porcupine. (laughs) It's not easy. (laughs) You're going to get hurt. Yeah, you say ouch a few times. Yeah, right for sure. And Catherine and I, in our former lives, we have a lot of customer service experience. Um, what what was your customer service experience like? You've had several different applications of where you've worked in that industry. Mm-hmm. Too many to list. Well, you right. were you were in the hotel industry, mm-hmm. and then retail. Yeah, retail, right, just, yeah, different retail. In the grocery mm-hmm. store. That was way back, yeah. You you were the fish person or something, weren't you? <laughs> or handling fish? I like the fish. look on your face when you said well, that. Well, I can't picture you. I Well, I'm picturing myself with fish. No. Oh. <laughs> what do you do with this? It was the butcher department, okay. but I was in the fish section, yes. You specialized yeah. in fish. <laughs> I don't know why that's funny to me. We got the giggle, the giggle monster. I remember I was accosted so 
big time one day when <laughs> I'm trying to help this Karen. Oh. And she says to me, only I didn't know she, what wait, Karen she, wait, was. Wait, wait, wait. She yes. was a customer? Yeah. And she wanted her fish a certain way? Yes. Oh, okay, tell. She wanted me to scale it. What does that mean? Oh, Tracy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you. So it was a whole fish with the scales still on it. She wanted you to take the scales off? Mm-hmm. Which, okay. Which, you know, so I did. Okay. So I was helping her, and then she says, oh, and she points to me like, oh, you, you've got a scale in your hair, <laughs> you know. And I was just like, I felt accosted is the way she said it. Oh. Anyway, was that? Thanks for bringing up the fish. Sorry. <laughs> I thought it was going to be way worse than her pointing out that you had a scale in your hair. Well, like I said, it was the way she said it. Oh. She's like, oh. Like she was better than you? Yeah. So maybe. She probably was. (laughs) (laughs) Well, but but maybe that's the whole thing that we're trying to talk about here. Mm -hmm. That that's the problem with Karens Mm -hmm. is that they have have their position and they think they're right. Mm -hmm. And they think that their rights are come above your rights. Yeah. Right. So like I said, she was being a Karen prior to the comment. And then it was like the point of just I was accosted. So yeah, I skipped out the whole Karen part. So for the benefit of our listeners who maybe maybe they're in a situation where they have to deal with the public for their work or whatever, mm-hmm. or maybe they're going to be in a situation like that, what kind of advice would you give someone your best advice, your best tip for listen, handling? Listen, listen, listen. Yeah. They want to be heard. Mm-hmm. They don't want to hear what you have to say, even if you're trying to help them. In a lot of cases, their emotions are running so high. You can see it, see it you can feel it. Um, <clears throat> and if you have any experience at all in customer service, that's usually what it all comes down to. Is they want to be heard the way. Yeah. And um, you have to, it, it really is like um, uh, a skill. To be able to, in a matter of seconds, you know, be a listener, reload, Mm. and then think about, you know, how you are going to react to this person. What's the circumstance? Uh, What are they upset about? How can you use the situation? Well, when you think about it, I think that our natural default is fight, flight. That's Mm. it. That's like our human natural fault. Mm-hmm. So it it doesn't come naturally for us to listen and diffuse and and deflect. <laughs> what comes natural is to defend, to argue, to give our point of view, mm-hmm. to try to straighten them out, mm-hmm. whatever. And I can definitely see how that only escalates it. So they come in hot. Mm-hmm. And then you add to that. That's just like pouring gas on a fire. Right. Now it's hot her. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, so listen, um, I had a great experience in ministry through Equipping Ministries International, and I was trained in listening. Mm. It really is a skill, Mm -hmm. and it's a skill that we can all grow in ourselves. Mm -hmm. It's not like like a magic formula. It's not a mystery. It's a skill that can be learned, and then you have to practice it. When you practice it, you get better at it. And uh, so you, anybody could check that out. In fact, I'll put it in the show notes about Equipping Ministries International. I'll put a, a link to their ministry. They have books on listening, especially for leaders. 
um, and leaders in the church in particular, but also if you're Christian and you're leading a business that doesn't is not necessarily a ministry, you still want to listen. I think the um the the course that I took was called Listening for Heaven's Sake, mm. and I think the book is called Quick to Listen Leaders. Mm. So slow to speak, quick to listen. It's the thing. Mm-hmm. That's a biblical principle too, for sure. Mm-hmm. It for sure is. One of the tools that they teach, and they teach this all around the world in all cultures and and so forth, and not necessarily just in the Christian culture, but uh, to do parroting. You know, um, Mm -hmm. it's called parroting, but sometimes people feel like that's condescending. (laughs) But to reflect back, to, to reflect back to the person what you believe that your understanding of what they're saying helps them to feel like they've been heard. And to reflect back in the way I, you know, to say, I want to understand exactly what you're saying. And what I hear you saying is this, correct me if I'm wrong. And that, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So that, so that the other person doesn't hear you saying your version of the truth. You know, they want you to reflect back what they're saying. Exactly. Oh, it's hard. Communication is hard. It is hard. Yeah. Yeah. It can go wrong in a nanosecond. <laughs> I mean, one wrong, not only one wrong word, but also the way the word is expressed, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, what what were you going to say? No, you say it. Go ahead. So I was thinking that you were going to um, talk about your experience with that one sentence. I didn't say you were stupid. I didn't. Was that it? No, I was, I was going to start talking about the um, customer service experience that I've had. Yeah. But let's mm-hmm. talk about that sentence. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's. Okay, so you can take the sentence, I didn't say you were stupid. If you emphasize different words, it changes the meaning of, and the entire context of the sentence. Mm-hmm. So for example, if you say, I didn't say you were stupid. Somebody else did. Exactly. <laughs> That's what that implies. Yes. Mm-hmm. If you say, I didn't say you were stupid. I thought it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Because you are, big (laughs) dummy. (laughs) All right. Or if you say, I didn't say you were stupid. Mm -hmm. That implies that somebody else is stupid. Somebody else is stupid. It's not you, but it's somebody else. Mm -hmm. And and then if you say, I didn't say you were stupid. I said you were dumb. Yeah. (laughs) And that is, you know, the nonverbal, the tone where you accentuate, you know, the the context of our communication is only one layer. I mean, right now, as Catherine and I are talking, I'm, I, she, I'm making eye contact with her. I'm talking with my hands a little bit, you know, my, and, and even in the tone of voice, when it goes up, when it goes down, it all matters. And mm-hmm. so when we're communicating with others, especially in customer service, but I think that there's a lot of customer service principles that can be applied to the home and the family relationships. Yeah, that can help. Mm-hmm. Um, as Catherine knows, as my best friend, and as many of our listeners may know, if you've been following us at all, I have five children. They are all boys. I recall very clearly time when I was taking this training through Equipping Ministries International. I had just learned it. My youngest son, who is now 19, but at the time he was a preschooler, maybe three or four, he was young. And he was constantly being 
like not heard. Nobody hears the youngest child, mm-hmm. right, Catherine? I was just teasing my youngest yeah. uh, yesterday. Yeah. Yeah, I was saying, nobody hears you, Ellie. Yeah, <laughs> right. Poor youngest children out there. In case you didn't know. I'm audience. the youngest child, yes. too. When I actually started a club when we... <laughs> When, when we were living next door to Catherine and her family, I used to take her youngest child and my youngest child, and I would say, we're going on a club meeting. It's the youngest child in the family club, and nobody else can come. You're not invited. We and would now, go get ice cream. You know, I don't know if I ever shared this with you, but I think it's quite funny because I'm an oldest child. Your Nate is an oldest child, and my Patrick is an oldest child. Can you imagine the three of us? <laughs> no. The oldest children. The oldest children would be like, why are we here? This is dumb. Let's go home. Yeah. But the youngest ones are like, oh, some attention. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anyway. Mm-hmm. Now I forgot what I was going to say. Well, you wrote it down. You I did? Talk- yeah. You were talking about shortly oh, when no, Caleb no. was little and shortly yeah. after you okay. learned. The EMI thing. So they had... Taught, I took the full class, and it's a very comprehensive class about listening. Caleb came to me, and he was just rambling on and, and all upset. And he was talking about how nobody's paying attention to me. His brothers were totally ignoring him. And I got down on his level, mm. got eye level to him, face to face. And all I did was repeat back to him. Caleb, it sounds like you're frustrated because no one's paying attention to you. And he said, yes, that's exactly it. And he gave me a big hug. And I just saw how it works, really works. All he wanted to do was to express his frustration and have someone acknowledge it. Uh I didn't have to go and fix it. All I had to do was acknowledge it, you know. Uh Did you ever see that video? Um, It's of this little baby or toddler, and uh, the baby is trying to get the attention of his or her mother, and uh, the mom is distracted in some way, but the baby is in her lap, and the baby takes his or her hands. On her face. Yeah, and just just takes the the hands on the cheeks and moves the mama's head to, you know, to say, listen to me. You know, yeah. pay attention to me. Yeah, it's, Listen. it's in us as human beings. It is. We want that connection. Mm-hmm. So when Karens or Beast <laughs> are out there mm-hmm. and they're all out of their mind with unreasonable emotions, all they want in that moment to, to bring it down, to diffuse that, is to be heard. They really ne- they need to be heard. Mm-hmm. And if we're being honest, they should be heard, especially in a customer service um, situation mm-hmm. or in a family situation. I don't want my child to feel like he's never heard. Mm-hmm. You know, I want him to know that he's loved and he's heard. Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, I know. Okay, I was going to go into my, my stuff at the airport. Mm-hmm. Well, I had a job one time. I took a job for a at, season. Yeah, only four months. Yeah. I only lasted a mini four season. months. It's called a mini season. <laughs> this is called I hate this job. I took this job in Chicago at Midway Airport for an airline that I won't name, but there's really only one over there, so I'm just saying. <laughs> no, there's a few more. Okay. I took a job in the baggage department. Customer service. I was a customer service agent, and I worked most of the time in the baggage office. It's endless Karens. 
It's every single person that comes up to the desk is a Karen. Kens and Karens. They have a huge problem. The airline lost their bag. Mm. They're all emotional. Mm -hmm. They're all mad. And can even get to be where like they're unreasonable about their expectations, which is really the definition of Karens is that they're they're unreasonable about what they're expecting you to do. Mm-hmm. I had one time a woman who I was working in the front, like not in the baggage department, but I was working at the um at the ticket, the ticket line counter. or whatever. Yeah, the ticket counter. And this woman was late. Not my problem. I didn't make her late. I don't know what made her late. She was late and she was all anxious. And I think she was flying. Yes, she was flying with two emotional support animals. Oh, yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I think they were stressing her out. The support animals yeah. were stressing her out? Yeah, because the ones she that was. make her feel comfortable? Uh huh. Because she was carrying them in crates and then she had her bags on top of that. I did feel genuine compassion for mm-hmm. her because I, I was like, this poor thing. She thinks she's going to get emotional support from these animals. They don't care about her. They don't care. <laughs> Just saying. Anyway, she was so late for her flight that I knew she was going to miss it because the TSA line, they they used to give us like, um, like estimates of how long it's going to take somebody to get through TSA. Mm-hmm. Well, it was going to take her an hour mm-hmm. to get from where she was walk to TSA, mm. and then stand in line over there. I mean, it's a lot of people in Chicago trying to get out and go do something. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> and she acted as if once she got in the front door, the planes should be right behind me. Oh, yeah, just going to walk right on my plane. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, I just think that, and there's obviously not that much that I could do about it. What could I do for her? She wanted to be heard. The, that's the only thing that I could do yeah. is to listen to her. Mm-hmm. I can't change the fact that she's late, so I can't go back in time. I can't change the fact that she's got what she's got in terms of her emotional support issues and all of that. Mm-hmm. I can't change the fact that the TSA line is so long. I can't change the fact that the planes aren't just right behind me here and she can't just hop on and go, mm-hmm. you know. So what else have I got in my toolbox? Passion. Right. Empathy. Respect. warmth who knows what she was going through right who knows why she Mm -hmm. had the emotional support issues Mm -hmm. i don't know Mm -hmm. i mean hard for sure and it's stressful but what are you gonna do uh the other thing that would happen in in bags is sometimes a whole plane load of bags would get um they called it failed to load the whole the whole plane and I, I'm trying to recall why they had that. I think it was was better for the airline to get the people to the next destination, and then the bags would come after the people. Mm. So they're coming eventually. Mm. <laughs> and I, I, I knew that they would come eventually. Mm-hmm. But when an airline loses your bag, it's 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 very personal. Oh, yeah. And then people would get ticked off when I would say it'll pop up. Yes. (laughs) You would think I was talking about their missing child, you know, and they're filing their police report and the cop just goes, it'll pop up. That kind of comment, if somebody wasn't a Karen, I could see where they'd become one. I learned. I learned quick not to say that (laughs) because people are very defensive. Well, one one time um, we had a whole plane load of passengers that were coming in from Colorado 
from Denver to Chicago, all of their luggage was still in Denver. Oh, so that gosh. meant that there were like 150 Karens in line in front of the customer oh, service no. desk because each person would have to fill out a report so that we could transfer their luggage to their final destination after the airport. Because, you know, you don't give that information know that you're going to Chicago, but they don't know where you're going once Mm -hmm. you're in Chicago. Mm -hmm. And the airline will deliver the bag. They hire people to come all the time to the airport to take the bag to the doorstep. But these 150 people don't know that. Mm -hmm. So they're in line, and and then they're facing you. And at one point, someone was yelling at me, and she was a Karen. I was new. I was Mm -hmm. new my whole time there because I was only there four months. (laughs) Right. (laughs) So I was always new. But I was being yelled at and I wasn't responding because I really didn't know what to say. And somebody behind her said, hey, it's not her fault. Quit yelling at her. And then I'm like, yeah. (laughs) Don't yell at me. Oh, gosh. But it's tough. You know, people lose their minds in a situation like that. Mm -hmm. You know, because they've got their agenda. They're traveling. There's extra pressure. Right. And it's just just not the way it was supposed to go that's for sure well let's move on to our our third point of how to not be a karen hmm. how do we solve that <laughs> Catherine? well it's funny because tracy asked me um before we started recording when have i ever been a karen yeah and i'm still pondering that i'm, I'm sure i have at some point but i can't I can't think of a time which may indicate that I am a Karen. <laughs> I don't know. But I know I've been firm in the past when, um, you know, something just isn't right in terms of some kind of service, you know. But I just can't recall. Anyway. Well, but- well wait. Before you go on to, to pointing out how to not be a Karen, think that it's important for us to think about the many different ways in which the potential for us to basically be rude, right? Because mm-hmm. even even like in traffic, if you're merging into the same lane or somebody, if somebody it seems like I'm not a very good driver, <laughs> I'm just not. And I hate to drive fast. It scares me. Mm-hmm. So I drive slow. Mm-hmm. Well, people get aggravated with that. Mm-hmm. It's only going to get worse from here. Oh, boy. In 20 years, I'll probably just be like Fred Flintstone with my (laughs) foot out the door, just, you know, scooting along. (laughs) People inside of my own car have gotten so frustrated. Mm -hmm. My pastor's wife, one time, we were going to a women's retreat, and I'm driving my car. Mm. And she was so frustrated with the way that I was driving. She asked, she goes, um... Would it be okay if I drive? I go, okay. <laughs> I thought you were driving. I didn't know that I was driving. <laughs> yeah. So so there's ways that we can, I think, just control our emotions, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, for sure. And control what we say. Mm-hmm. We can, um, I don't know, just prepare yourself in the morning too. You know, just put on your thinking cap. <laughs> Yeah. How are you going to handle the day? How are you going to, especially if you're, if you know you're going to um, a stressful job or anything, you know, where you're going to be around people, you can prepare yourself mentally, get with the Lord and ask for the Holy Spirit to pour into you and, yeah, you know, kind of reap the, um, oh gosh, 
Am I drawing a blank? I don't know. I mean, I think... Food of the spirit. Yeah. I'm, I'm thinking about just having proper perspective. Hmm. That helps a lot. Really does. To, to have the perspective of this is my responsibility. No. This, and this part is not my responsibility. So in the example of the woman who came to the airport late, mm-hmm. her responsibility was to get to the airport earlier than that because you're supposed to get there two hours ahead of your flight time. Mm-hmm. So her, her condition was self-inflicted. She had a self-inflicted stress. So one way for us to help not become a Karen is to slow down, take a look, at what we're responsible for and make sure that we take care of those things. Mm. And, and one might be a poor judge of time. I have struggled with that for a long time. Yeah. How much time is it going to take me to do X, Y, Z? Yeah. Time management is a big you know, thing. It's a big one. It is. Yeah. Yeah. But I, somebody told me this quote and I can't, I don't know if I have it exactly right, but it was, Something like a lack of planning on your part does not create a crisis on my part. Mm. So your lack of planning does not, does not, you know, define a crisis on my part. Mm. So I think that while that attitude wouldn't work well if you're in customer service and you're dealing with a Karen. Right. (laughs) Because Karen doesn't want to hear it. No. And it's kind of a double standard, but. But it's not. I mean, what we're talking about is a common problem and we're trying to solve it. And the real solutions are out there, but it does take um, taking a good solid look at what you can control and what you can't. Yeah. So let's tell our friends about our trash talk bin, Catherine, because this is a solution. Do you even remember what? Oh, now I remember. Um, How did we come up with that? Why did we come up with that? Trash talk incinerator yeah for sure yeah that was um i think that we were convicted when we were doing a bible study right we we came across ephesians 4 29 yeah Catherine had a camper that (laughs) was parked in her yard between our two houses lived on two and a half acres each so we were kind of out in the country we were still in the chicago area but just like out in the country and we would hide from mm-hmm. our kids in the camper. Which we called the e-wagon, which I wish we had discussed in our hormones episode. Oh, yeah. Because we, it was the e-wagon for estrogen wagon. Yeah. <laughs> we called it that because we didn't want any of the kids to come in there. I especially didn't want my boys in there. Yeah. And I used to tell them, you can't come in the e-wagon because if you do, you're going to get boobs. <laughs> that's, that's not true, but... I don't know if they believed it. They just thought I was weird. Mm. Well, they probably had something else on their mind. Mm-hmm. Like, probably boobs. the way you meant it. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> but we were in the e-wagon. We were ignoring our children, hiding from our children. They were old enough to fend for themselves. Oh, yeah. But we were just trying to get away from them. We were trying to study. The Bible. In peace. Yes. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, folks. <laughs> <laughs> and we were doing this Bible study where we were convicted by the Holy Spirit about the words that come out of our mouth. Yeah. And the scripture that we were studying was Ephesians 4:29 mm-hmm. and I'm I'm going to read it here. It says do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs that it may 
benefit those who listen. Yeah. I oh love, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> I love that it says build others yeah. up according to their needs. To their needs, not your right. needs. And their how needs. often do we do that in society? Today's society where it's all it's the opposite world where we're it talking is. about. It is. And you know, society's message to us is um, our rights. We deserve it. And so it makes it harder when um, when you're trying to do opposite of that and you're trying to live in in um, humbleness and humble yourself in humility um, and put others first. Yeah. And it's that hard. is the, the example that we have of Christ. Mm-hmm. Christ came to the world in the most humble fashion. He was God Almighty. And look at the circumstances that surrounded his birth. And he, and then you know his ministry, mm-hmm. and how how can you even think of a more humiliating death and than crucifixion? Life, yeah. And the scripture says that he didn't even give it a thought. In Philippians, it says that he was humbled to the point of death, yeah. and he didn't even give his position a thought. It wasn't even on his mind. Like, I have rights. I'm God. Because he was thinking of, of us. us. Thinking of others. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's, Ooh. you got goosebumps? Mm-hmm. Holy Spirit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> He's giving us the giggles now. We're getting the goosebumps. Okay. But that's the answer. So Jesus is always the answer. You know, no matter what the question is, mm-hmm. Jesus is the answer. Mm-hmm. And then how do you do that? How do you get there? Well, Catherine and I created this trash talk bin because as we were sitting in the e-wagon doing our Bible study and feeling convicted about words come out of our mouths, we decided to go ahead and write those words on a piece of paper instead of letting them out of our mouths, but to like kind of cathartically write out what we were struggling with on a piece of paper. And then we wanted to just destroy it. Mm-hmm. And we didn't even share it with one another. No, we did not. What, what our issues were. Mm-hmm. And it, it was, it was, I can't remember exactly how we talked about it, but it was whatever's on your mind, you know, whatever is irking you. Mm-hmm. We wrote and we wrote and we wrote and pretty soon we're writing faster. And yeah. <laughs> ripping faster out yeah. of the notebook. Yeah. And then after, I don't know how many minutes or whatever of mm-hmm. writing, um, we decided to crumble it all up and tear it up. And we wanted to burn it because, yeah. first of all, you don't want anybody to read that stuff. Mm, right. <laughs> <laughs> and it was a cathartic exercise between us and the Lord, not yeah. us as friends, but just Tracy and the Lord, Catherine and the Lord. Mm-hmm. And we were looking around for where we could burn it. Mm-hmm. And, and <laughs> Catherine had bucket a metal bucket in her yard that she initially was using it for the dog the dog's stuff yeah <laughs> waste but it the was dog's waste but it was empty because yeah. i think you gave up on the picking yeah. it up after we had a while. two and a half acres and right. it was like we're never gonna find it all <laughs> <laughs> you'll find it in the spring yeah anyway her her dog's stuff bucket was empty and so we threw our stuff Mm -hmm. into the dog's bucket Mm -hmm. and we burned it and it really was a very significant spiritual moment Mm -hmm. i felt just fresh and Mm -hmm. like you could set the reset button Mm -hmm. yeah it was um it was healing and growing that's a good way to put it yeah it was healing yeah and I think it's way more healing to go to the Lord with our stuff than to try to 
just projectile vomit it onto another human being. It's like that um, that saying, take it to the throne and not the phone. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. So one of the things that we've done in ministry over the years is we create these little tins, basically like a little... An old pot. pot. It's like a cooking pot, mm-hmm. vintage looking. Not a ceramic one. Right. It's, it's tin or metal or what, I guess, aluminum. Feels like aluminum it's or lightweight. Mm-hmm. Oh, look. Oh, my gosh. I, I she has have, stuff in there. I That is so funny. I didn't even know Give this was it. in here. I'll put it together for you. Yeah, right. <laughs> what I'm looking at is I have one of these little pots on top of my refrigerator, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize that I hadn't burned my last session of cathartic like words and i better get that outside <laughs> it's like negative four degrees today yeah. oh yeah so anyway i don't even know how to describe this to people who are just li- listening and they can't see this i will try to get a picture of this on our socials so so take a look but it's just a little pot that we spray painted and then we wrote the verse on it and we call this a trash talk bin and then we put, it's called the incinerator, S-I-N. Yeah, spelled wrong on purpose. Right, mm-hmm. because it is sinful to allow unwholesome talk to come out of our mouths. It says it right there in Ephesians chapter 4, mm-hmm. verse 29. Mm-hmm. It says don't do it. It doesn't say don't think it. It says just don't let it come out of your mouth. Right. And so that's the whole process of trying to help us not be Karens out there. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> It's not easy, folks. I'm mm-hmm. telling you right now. It's really neat, too, because we, we even put the steps on here. Yeah. We have step one, I'll write it out on paper. Mm-hmm. Step two, place it in the bin. And step three, pray. Pray yeah. ahead of time. Burn, baby, burn. That's <laughs> what we wrote on here. And then step four, when you light it, let go and let God. Yeah. Yeah. Especially women, I think we sometimes need reminders that that step four is very crucial too. We've come to the Lord. We've confessed our sin. We need to let it go because yeah. God has forgiven us. Mm-hmm. We need to forgive ourselves. If if anybody listening has ever been a Karen to either a stranger or someone that you love, forgive yourself. Go to the Lord. Ask him for forgiveness and forgive yourself and do a reset. Start today, fresh mm-hmm. and new forgive others yeah forgive yourself forgive others yeah for sure for sure well is there anything else about being a karen or yeah i'm trying to think of other ways to not be one um i think that it goes into um just a constant going to the lord in prayer and in his word just it's it sounds very christiany and cliche but, but I can't, it's just the truth. It is, yeah. Christ, the Christian life is not difficult. It is hard. <laughs> yeah. It's simple, but it's hard. You know, it's simple because it's just, you just have to simply obey. Yeah. But obedience is hard because we're always fighting that sin nature. Our sin nature is to be a Karen. Our sin nature is to think of self. The scripture teaches us, to put that aside. That aside, Christ died for you for that reason. Yeah. I think the principles are simple. The outline is simple. The yeah. instructions are simple. It's doing the it that's obedience. Hard. Right. That's exactly really right. hard. To put others first is it's hard. It when is. you feel accosted, you feel attacked, uh it, it's it's very hard to not reload yeah. and not respond and d- defend. 
yeah. yourself. It's it's really hard, I would say. For sure. Well, our encouragement to everybody as as always is to seek the Lord on the issue. Ask him. Ask him how he wants you to grow mm. in your attitude. He'll tell you. Mm-hmm. Get into the word of God. Get get into church. Mm. You just have to do it. Yeah. All right. Well, let's look at our, um, oh, we wanted to encourage them to do this exercise. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually do a, a trash talk bin exercise yourself. Just get out a piece of paper or several mm-hmm. or a whole notebook mm-hmm. and start writing. Write the things that are annoying you about whomever it is. It could be in your family. It could be a friend. It could be relative and whatever, neighbor, whatever it is. Write it all out. Even if you have junk yourself write that out write it all out get it all out mm-hmm. tear it up put it inside something that's gonna burn with it right <laughs> yeah don't do it in plastic mm, no. don't do it in the house no the smoke alarm will go off yeah <laughs> or you could just run it through a shredder if you'd prefer and not deal with fire at all if you have a paper shredder you can shred it but say your prayers over it yeah that's why we're reading out the the steps on right there. Say your prayers and just ask the Lord to take it, take it, whoop, gone. Mm -hmm. So that's our encouragement and that's our call to action. We're trying to have a call to action at the end of each podcast. Yeah. So that's our one call to action today. Mm -hmm. All right, our next uh, episode, what is the topic for our next episode, Catherine? Gratitude. It's going to be much easier than this one. I would say so, yes. I felt like this one was challenging. Well, it was because we didn't know what Karen's were. Yeah, I think the fact that I thought I knew what a Karen was. Yeah. And then when I looked it up, I was like, uh oh. Yeah. And I feel like I just felt a little, uh, it was explaining to you, a little embarrassed about it that I didn't really realize the connotations associated. Yeah. So that bothered me, I think. And then I think this is the first time you and I have ever really sat down for quite a while beforehand and thought about like a strategy to handle that yeah don't you think I well mean, it definitely is a tricky subject especially with all the additional stuff out there like we're just not aware uh, we're in our own little bubble <laughs> apparently and it's and, then, and how can we be i mean we see the news we see social media we, yeah, we have kids we do but i older uh, kids that know stuff. i personally i don't even listen to the news anymore i feel like i've had to unplug intentionally for my own mental health and so then i I don't know what's going on well that that is true but it's recent that you've unplugged and me too on the news it's it's kind of recent i mean we were watching the news as a couple i mean when did you stop a couple months ago yeah but even before that i i've never like, I don't really fully engage. I don't know. I don't I know how to did. say it. I do I do like to know stuff. Well, we have to be informed. We do. But I think we were starting... Oh, now we're getting down a hole. <laughs> Here we're we go. To... We were about to end. And <laughs> no, we let's talk well, about it some more. Well, we're starting to not trust any news station or um, well, it's platform. Not, and it's not only that, the trust factor. It's the, It's so negative. Well, right. All of it. Yeah. I mean, well, it's both. It's it's not trusting and the negativity. It's negativity. I, I just want to be in prayer and Bible study. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Not really. 
I don't know. I don't know what to say about the the whole culture because this is the culture that we live in, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. There's so much out there. How can we possibly stay on top of it all? Yeah, right. And then when, yeah, when we looked up Karen, actually looked it up, it was a surprise to us. Yeah. So we thought we knew. Oh, well. Yeah, it is what it is. We don't know. Anyway, next episode. (laughs) Gratitude. Let's let's bring it up a little. Yeah. Gratitude. Let's bring it up a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited about that one because, geez, I've been practicing that one a long time. Yeah. Like, literally putting it into practice. Yeah, we're going to share with you in our next episode how Catherine and I have been sharing our grateful list for 11 years. Oh my gosh. It's 11. Or yes. Oh. It's 11. Sorry. Yeah. I have, well, situation. it will be this April or May. Yeah. 11 years. We've oh. been sharing every day a grateful list of 10 things wow. we're grateful for. And it's changed us I completely. I don't even know if I've had a job that long. I haven't. I haven't. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's my job. Stay tuned. <laughs> Friends, your unemployed co-hosts will be sharing with you why we're so grateful for our easy lives. Sponsored by Muffin Muffin and Pooh. No wonder we're grateful. You've been listening to the Life Happens Laugh Laugh Anyway Anyway podcast. podcast. I'm comedian Tracy DeGraff. And I'm Catherine. Bye. Thanks for listening.